Hello and welcome to the Professional Appreciators Podcast with AC. We have air conditioning. Yeah, sweet, sweet, cool air. Yeah. Uh, so in case you missed it, we dropped a audio exclusive episode um, last Monday because our studio was toasty. Yeah. It was an oven. Real hot. So we had to go to Evan's place, but we are back. And uh, not that anyone's been clamoring for it, but I feel like we've been behind. We yeah. are finally ready to talk about severance. Yeah. Well... And I feel like you and I, we've done this accidentally two or three times now. Yeah. Um, now this is severance before it was euphoria where oh, it's right. like one of us will have seen yep. the whole thing in its completion and the other one of us will be slightly behind. So yeah. it's like you get two perspectives, basically one person that's seen the whole thing yep. and another that hasn't quite caught up to the very very end of the show yeah. so that's kind of that's, it, feels, it feels good to be on this end we've of it flipped now. perspectives yeah. a little bit and i am the one that knows less than you yeah this time oh we did it with better call saul too yeah i was you were well, ahead of me here's the thing i thought i was more ahead of you than i <laughs> yeah, was yeah, which yeah. i apparently that was now i'm ahead of you yes yeah oh we flipped again Woo. so you Can't know, it's up. a race. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so stupid. It's a chess match of who has less of a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am always losing because I don't have a kid. Well, but. hey, but uh, he sleeps like 13 hours a night at right now. So, uh, you, yeah, you know who's behind on a lot of TV shows? Augie. Yeah. Yeah. He's not getting to watch anything. He is caught up on the dancing fruit on YouTube. Dancing fruit. He is Disney all caught movies. up on Encanto watching that for the 50 thousandth time he's all caught up on his that. first words are going to be lynn manuel miranda <laughs> his first words are going to be in spanish yeah uh, what, what's the family's name in that uh the madrigals the madrigals yeah that's yeah. gonna be his first word yeah um so yeah someone's gonna ask him like oh like where's your family and he's gonna be like oh the madrigals <laughs> they're gonna be like this blonde-headed boy is yeah oh, man i hope he's not super i mean he's blonde right now right but I've got darker hair. I hope he Yeah, but has. those blue eyes aren't going anywhere. No, I, I feel like those are there to stay. Yeah. yeah. Right. They don't seem to be uh they don't seem to be shifting at all. But yeah. yes, but uh just for full context, I have seen all of Severance season one. Nine episodes, right? Yeah, I think there's eight or nine, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And Evan, you just told me you you're halfway through episode four. Yes. So you're close to halfway. I'm about halfway, yeah. Yeah. Um so I am going to refrain from saying any direct spoilers. I might, because I know you can handle it. I might like hint at some things, mm -hmm. you know, to if it pertains to the. I'm gonna watch or it something. anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> but just just so anyone listening, watching, you, you, if you want to hear something really specific that happens late in the season, we're probably not gonna bring it up right. because we're more talking about what the show is trying to do and the visuals and up to what you've seen, what yeah. works. And maybe what doesn't work, I don't know. Maybe you hate it. I don't know. I have, um, and I, I mean, okay, we just jump into it. Let's just jump into it. Rip so the I, off. I feel like um, I'm at episode four now, and my one critique about the show, I would say, visually, it's a really interesting show. Um, I think that it's doing. Uh, way more things right than it is wrong in my opinion mm -hmm. but it is such a slow burn at the beginning mm. i think 
that I'm not really finding myself extremely eager to jump into the next episode. Right. I, that's the one thing for me that, um, that I, I feel a little guilty about because so many people that I've talked to that have watched the show are like, dude, this show is like crazy, like awesome, unbelievable. And I'm watching it and I'm like, I've watched the like first episode and I had a very easy time going to sleep. Like after watching the first episode, I wasn't like clamoring for the second one, you know? So it like, I have found it didn't pull me in quite as quickly as I thought it would. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just because it was kind of hyped up for me. A tea kettle doesn't whistle right away. I hear you. No. And I'm completely for that. I'm on. I'm with that. But yeah. still, in my current episode, I just came up with that. I kind of like that. That was pretty good. I just actually. came up with yeah. that. That was pretty. I good. was convinced that that was an actual no, saying. I, I literally <laughs> just thought it up. <laughs> a teapot on this. What you say? Put it on a t-shirt. A teapot doesn't whistle. Yeah, right a tea kettle doesn't whistle right away, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Add the baby at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby, put on uh, a shirt. <laughs> uh, no, but even in episode four, where I am right now, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, one of the lead characters that has kind of been driving a lot of the mystery, uh, something happened to them and there's just kind of an end to that. And Mm -hmm. it feels like there's just some meandering that's happening. And maybe I just don't understand it yet of like what it's all pointing to. Cause Mm -hmm. I haven't watched the end of like finish the show, but it does feel a little, um, just slower it's than I was slower. expecting it to be, which yeah. is fine. I'm I'm all for a slow burn, but I think I was just expecting, yeah. w- knowing what the premise was, I think I was just expecting it to take off a little faster, and not. I I feel like I knew all of the information that they were introducing, kind of, in that first episode. Um. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I it, It's hard to remember exactly what I was feeling around that time. Yeah. I do remember really liking it right off the bat, and I was looking forward to watching each episode. But That's there... the thing is I, I do want to say it is very visually compelling yeah. and interesting, and it draws you in, and it's it's telling the story visually well, I think, and yeah. um, like all of those parts are working for me, but it's just the... Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple of things happening. You, unfortunately, caught a show that's being hyped at the height of its, yeah. you know, praise and everyone's talking about it. So yeah. you're primed a little differently. Yeah. But then also like it is a show that holds its cards for a good while before you really start to understand what is actually happening because right. it puts you in the shoes of the characters. Right. And they don't know. And until they know something, you're not going to know. Well, and, and that's where I'm at right now. Cause I, I am like, Okay, so I know these certain things are going on within this yeah. company Lumen. Like some of it seems really shady. Some of it, you know, we just don't, a lot of it we just don't know about. And so I find myself in that position and I feel like I've been there for a long time, which, you know, is yeah. kind of the place we find our characters yeah. in is stuck in this place and they feel like they've been there forever. And it's just a constant never ending cycle of like, the same work day over and over again. And so, you know, as far as a show getting me to feel something, I do feel like 
this kind of sense of dread or like this sense of like monotony. This is all yeah. coming out really bad. It's making it sound, yeah. it's making it sound like I think yeah. this show is super boring. I don't know. But if you keep this up, I'm gonna think you pulled a Joey and you watched the watched wrong thing. Watched a different thing. Yeah. No, but I I I'm saying that as a good thing where it's like kind of it's conveying how its characters yeah. no, are feeling. No, I totally know what you're saying, and I I think you're getting close to a point where the dominoes are gonna fall because. When you get into the last three episodes and you still start talking about this, I will look at you weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, it, it totally makes sense. And honestly, Anna kind of felt the same way. She was like, for a while, like, I like it, but like, you know. Yeah. But, and then that you get into like that final back half of the season and yeah, you start to get a little bit more clear of an understanding of what's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally understand. And for anyone who hasn't seen the show yet, um, I think that's a good expectation. Just say hey, it's a slow burn. Yeah. It's going to take a little bit to boil and simmer. But once it does, baby, that kettle's going to start whistling. <laughs> oh, my Woo! God. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm, uh, I'm going to now try and make that like a thing <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> I find myself, this is off topic, but from community, whenever Pierce is trying to get streets ahead to catch on. I catch myself every once in a while saying streets ahead. Streets ahead. <laughs> no, but I'll I'll work on the pop, uh, pop. the kettle whistling f- with you, man. Yeah. I'll I'll talk. I'll say, I'll use that lingo. Okay. No, but uh, I mean, so what themes are you kind of pulling from? Or I mean, you've yeah. seen the whole thing. So, yeah. what what themes do you pick up on that uh, that make you feel like somebody that lives in our time now wrote the show and created the show? What do you think it's speaking to? Yeah, well, yeah, I'll start with um, why I think the show connected with me right away is that it was eerily similar to what my job is. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, it was kind of scary. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, the characters are constantly looking at numbers all day and, like, moving the numbers around. And that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. I, I, I look at bank work and I make sure all the micker lines and account numbers and everything adds up and I just do that nonstop all day. Yeah. So you're talking about like a fluorescently lit office room, computer screens, numbers, the monotony of work mugs and that bland white gray tiling and wallpaper and just like that soul crushing work environment. Man, we are selling the heck out of this show. I know, right? <laughs> right? But like again, that's part of the horror it's playing into is yeah. this dichotomy between you have your home life the way it is and then you go into this bland fluorescently lit kind of soul crushing environment. I'm really not trying to yeah, crap on my job, you know, but like most offices are not well designed. They're kind of just like basic, you know? Yeah. Basic white boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I really connected those. Okay. I I totally understand what it's like to be in that type of environment where it's not aesthetically pleasing. You kind of just numbers. It's kind of mind numbing. Yeah. And, uh, it, the show is really exploring the, the inherent flaw of a work life balance right but so many people talk about work-life balance yeah and we live in a time where companies are constantly preaching we're a family right join our family and they're asking more and more fidelity from you like i don't have any statistics or numbers but it really does feel like people are working more hours 
than they have before. Mm-hmm. Companies are asking a lot from their employees. And, you know, like if you look, you know, at what Google and Apple have done, where you hear stories of like, oh, they give you like rooms in the building where you can take naps right. and they have chefs at the office so you can get a meal whenever you want. And really, that's just a fancy way to say work here until 9 p.m. because you can sleep here. You can eat dinner here. Yeah. And it's like companies just want you to literally never leave, never leave. Yeah. And so it's a show about people who get their an, a, a plant in their brain that while they're inside the office, they forget everything that happens outside. And when they're outside, they forget everything that happens inside. So it's a literalization of your work life balance. Yeah. Where as someone who works in an office, it really does feel like you have one life here yeah. in the office and you have a completely other life at home. Yeah. You have work friends and work colleagues. You only talk to and associate to when you're at work. Yep. And vice versa when you're at home. And it yeah. really does. You start to feel like you're two different people. Yeah. So there's that balance. And it, it, it explores how corporations are demanding your fidelity and preaching family when really it's more parasitical. Where it's like, oh, come be our family. But really, they're just kind of sucking all the time they can from you. Yeah. There's that. But there is this exploration of what makes a person a person. Yeah. Which is the part that caught me by surprise because the other part what i just mentioned is kind of in the inherent in the premise yeah the exploration of what actually makes someone human is fascinating because i don't know how much you started to see it but yeah as the as you spend more time with the innies and the the work versions of these people yeah you, you see how much they're asking about their outside life and when, how and how different they are like how different um uh adam scott is inside the office than he is from the outside yeah he very much is a different person well and he's adam scott's character is almost happier at work yeah than he is outside of work and there's a key reason for that and i don't know if i'm getting at that reason or not or if you're talking about something specific no you know you don't know you don't know the specifics but you know why you know why he took the job right They've mentioned that why he took the job. Yeah, why he why he got severed. Oh, why he got severed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know why yeah, he got exactly. severed. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I don't feel like this is really a spoiler because they talk about it in the first like two episodes, but he has a tragedy happen in his life. Yeah, and basically wants to, you know, have relief for those hours of the day, where you know the day for him is shorter, yep. so it's less hours grieving. Uh, that this tragedy that he's experienced in his life is kind of what I'm getting from it. But one thing I think is so interesting with the innies, and if you haven't watched the show, the people that work in the building are called innies and the yeah, people that we're not talking about belly buttons. <laughs> yeah. And the people that are outside of the building are called Audis. Uh, the innies, they, um, human, it's almost like you, you asked that interesting question. What makes human beings human? Yeah. Or what makes people people? And it's this search for um, sustenance almost. Yeah. Where it's like, well, there has to be more behind this than than what it is just face value. So they make up stories about where the numbers are going and and what they're actually doing. And And they make up stories about people in other departments departments. that they don't interact with. Exactly. And uh, it's just this... Uh, it feels like this corporation feels like they've got it all figured out, 
But the thing that they don't have figured out is what how people actually are and how yeah. they need each other and how they need the stories from their life as sustenance to yeah to to feel fulfilled. It's not your job doesn't fill you up all the way. It's every piece of your life, you know. Yeah. And uh, so that, that's kind of what I'm getting, and I, I'm starting to see that uh, the innies band together in certain ways and kind of come up with plans and and talk about other departments and and almost reference the ceos and the family and the company and and reference handbooks like the bible yeah you know what i mean yeah there's some like cultish aspects there's like a belief system that makes it interesting there's like a belief system that they've introduced where it's like you know like trust the process kind of stuff where it's like well it says in line this of you know page this that you know of you the, shouldn't you shouldn't uh, partake in any other hand, works the rule the handbook yeah the handbook yeah. you shouldn't partake in any other written works you know so it's like yeah. other books that they could read or anything like that they're not allowed to read any of that stuff yeah. and they follow it like a religion uh, which I think I don't know if they're gonna do any more with that as the show goes on but I thought that was kind of an interesting. Yeah little tidbit that uh that's really interesting yeah that the show is is doing but christopher walken i was not expecting him to be in this show walken. i was not expecting him to be in this show you got seven he's like <laughs> that was terrible he's like the least christopher walkeny he's character. so sweet yeah he's, he's so sweet he's like so like chill and yeah. just even well cute. john Turturro is so much different in this than like what he was in the batman yeah it's so yeah. weird you're like he's so good he is and so he has been cracking me up you know the who's also really good episodes. the guy from uh crashing uh, oh the, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 uh-huh, yeah, yeah. He's hilarious he's, in this too. He's great. Yeah. John Turturro, though, he has been. I've been dying at some of the stuff he's been yeah. saying the past couple episodes. Yeah, because he's such a rule follower in the show, and it's just like it's so funny yeah. how he how he follows all of this stuff. It's like a religion to him. You know, yeah. it's like the only sustenance he has to like hold on to. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I really enjoyed what the show was exploring um, as someone who like works in a corporate job yeah. and I don't work at like an evil company like they do. You yeah. know what I mean? But still like any type of corporate job, you know, when you're, you're kind of doing just like numbers work and you're not yeah. really interacting with humans that much. You start, you start to question like, why am I doing this? But something that really convicted me when I watched it was this idea of, okay, Adam Scott decides to get severed because it's mm-hmm. not really a spoiler. It's in like the first episode. His yeah. wife tragically died. Yeah. And he couldn't handle the grief. So what he what he did is he opted for this job that lets you for eight hours of the day not even know about it. Yeah. So for eight hours, he gets to work in a job where that version of himself doesn't remember. And then the part of him that does remember is pretty much unconscious for those eight hours and it helps him grieve by basically ignoring yeah and it's this idea of like i'm going to sell my time for a paycheck yeah because what do companies want from you the most Mm -hmm. your time yeah they want you to log those hours and so he goes okay i'll sign away that time and a version of me will exist i'll be there anyway but i'll be yeah i won't be conscious of the time and it's a trade-off and it just makes me go like man like how often have i thought well like oh it's just my time whether it's a job or whatever it's just my time and 
I started to think about how we often think of time as this separate thing. Yeah. Like it's this thing we carry around like, oh, I have my time and I can divide and do with it what I will. But I think what the show's exploring is there's no such thing as a difference between you and time. You are your time. Mm-hmm. The time you spend is what you are. So what makes someone a person? It's what they do and how they spend their time. Yeah. And so that's why inside Adam Scott is a completely different person. He's a little bit more, you see him and he's like joking around. Yeah. It's kind of like a go getter. And mm-hmm. then his home life version is kind of like a sad sack. Yeah. And struggles to go on dates and his family's, his sister's concerned with him and he's, well, and, and he's like, kind of judged for yeah. the decision of severing. Yeah. Like at that dinner party, he, yeah, the they're kind of questioning him. The whole group him, yeah. is kind of questioning him and, and judging him. But, for it, that. it just shows you like the reason those people are different is because what makes you you is your memories and what is your memories just uh, yeah it's the time you spent yeah it's an encapsulation of time so it's like there is no such thing as you apart from time you are you are your time and i yeah. love that the show makes that so clear is like we are so willing in an american work environment to very cap and like in a cavalier way forfeit our time as if it doesn't matter and i feel like what the show is saying no your time does matter yeah because that's what makes you you and the innies are constantly obsessed with what they are outside of that because they're desperate for those memories again yeah they don't know they don't know who they are because they can't remember and i think i think john totoro mentions that in one of the most recent episode i was watching where he's like it's difficult to um, know who you are when you have no past. Yeah, exactly. And he, he talks like he has some dialogue about like, how, how are we supposed to like move on with, like, how are we supposed to do this and how are we supposed to live without having a past shape us and yeah. shape who we are? Um, no, but it's so interesting you bring up time. Cause I was in, uh, last night I was in CVS and I was in the middle of an episode oh. of most uh, people have their most profound thoughts in no, CVS. No, this wasn't a profound thought necessarily, but I paused severance. Yeah. And I went to Walgreens actually, not CVS. Oh, okay. Uh I was at Walgreens because I needed I was craving cereal. So I went and I bought some cereal. <laughs> and so I'm standing in line with yeah. two big boxes of cereal. And there's an old woman, and not old, but like an older woman, maybe in her sixties. Um, at the front of the line, there are two women right in front of me and then me what are their ages let's just call them all out okay the two women in front of me are maybe in their late to mid 30s okay and um (laughs) and they they're a little more obnoxious kind of like uh talking really loud you know trying to tell jokes you're just a man wanting to buy us two boxes (laughs) of cereal i'm just just trying to get some cereal (laughs) and so this older woman at the very front of the line is trying to check out and these ladies are, are talking really loud about like what their plans are for the night and yeah. how, you know, we don't have anywhere to be like, we're, we're just, we're waiting here. Like we're the best kind of people to be waiting in line because we, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to make it fun wherever we are, you know, and like kind of cracking up the yeah. person checking the older woman out and the older woman is getting visibly like frustrated by these people and getting kind of like, okay, just like hurry up and get me out of here so that I can get away from these people that are like talking around me and like over me and stuff like that. So anyway, the older woman finishes her transaction, leaves, and then 
Um, the two women go up and they start checking out and she says, yeah, that lady was kind of, you know, she was kind of perturbed at us or whatever. Like, you know, she can get over herself or yeah. whatever, you know, they were kind of talking about her after she left and she goes, you know why older people get mad whenever they have to wait in line. And, uh, the other girl says, why? And she goes, because they know they have less time than we do. Savage. <laughs> and, and the, <laughs> the, uh, the clerk, the person checking us all out was just like, he just like stopped and looked yeah. up and was like, oh man. And so then like she said it again, like she reiterated it yeah. and said it again and we made sure everybody heard. Yeah, she really made sure everyone and in the store knew that the everyone, lady was going to die. And she looked at everyone and was like, that was a good one, right? But that goes exactly to what we're talking to. Yeah. It's just like time, thinking about time and how when you're young, mm-hmm. you don't. And because honestly, that is savage, but there's something to that where it it's like, I don't, the, you know, the older you get or the longer you're at a job or whatever you're doing, it's like, I don't have all of the time anymore to just be like yeah. waiting around or, or in a job that I hate or, you know, doing yeah. any of that stuff. So that was kind of funny. It, yeah, I was watching Severance and then I went and had that experience and came back and was watching it and was like thinking about yeah wasting time you know i hope that old lady's okay <laughs> me too i hope she has plenty of years left yeah i think but you does. said she was only 60 she wasn't that old dang but, this but woman she was, was just, really savage she was just acting kind of yeah. like you know like oh, she's uh, probably got like another like 30 years <laughs> yeah hopefully man. hopefully 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 knock on wood but yeah you know yeah. why she? You know why old people get upset? It's because they know yeah. they've got less time than we do. That's another saying. We could. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're really pumping yeah. them out tonight. Tea kettle doesn't whistle right away, baby. I was trying to wrap that back around to severance, but I feel like I got so in the weeds with the story. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was kind of like, where's this going? But you know, I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna trust him to find his way. Dude, that story was as long and winding as a CVS receipt. I yeah. Tell you what? I could have told that story in 30 seconds. You really? And could I decided have, to tell the. Ten minute version of it. Yeah. No, but uh, that was just for the audio listeners because there's no way that's making the video. Cut. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but uh, I I think that that's a great thing to extract from the show uh, is just the idea of how are we selling our time to our jobs and um, and do we value it in the correct way right. because. The people in severance, they don't value their time in the correct way, if you ask me. Well, I was thinking about this watching the show because the premise of, hey, would you sign willfully sign up for this procedure where when you're at work, you can't remember your life outside of work and vice versa. I'm going to be honest. Who would do that? Whenever I first heard it, very first, I was kind of like, well, I don't have to remember work. That sounds kind of interesting. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah. The thing that makes me... But then you remember the person inside yeah. will always feel like they've never left, which well, is like a hell. Well, and let's talk about some of the like logistics. Yeah. Because, because yeah, I mean, who does not want to talk about logistics? It's the most entertaining logistics. thing. No, uh, but I think it's fascinating. Something interesting about the show is that the innies, the people that work there, they don't sleep. I mean, yeah. they do. Their bodies sleep. But they don't consciously experience they like their work sleep. day ends with them walking in an elevator and then to them 
immediately they starts immediately again. step back out of that elevator yeah that's crazy that is i don't know how you could think that people could maintain that sort of yeah. pace where adam scott in the first episode was talking about like i find it helpful not to think about sleep as an experience but to focus on the effects of the sleep. effects of it yeah you may feel energized it's <laughs> <laughs> like, like this sounds uh, horrible <laughs> oh my god um, having that never yeah. having that feeling of like first waking up and being kind of like sleepy still and yeah. all that that's like a good feeling dude like yeah the more you dwell on the fate of the innies it it's really yeah. creepy i was thinking like man like Imagine like me, like walking downstairs at the end of the banking day and walking out the door. And then like, as soon as I walk out the door, I'm immediately walking back inside the door. That'd be horrible. I have, I have all the tasks waiting for me again with no Just break. Just immediately. Yeah. But the other side of it is there's a version of you that is constantly at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that would, that's another level of being kind yeah. of bummed out. Um, all your memories are just better call solve watching and <laughs> cereal getting cereal at cbs why is adam scott's audi character not mm -hmm. watching more television i know man i feel like if i was an audi i would just constantly be like well i've got nothing else to do might as well turn yeah. on some tv yeah um i agree but well i was thinking like who who if that technology really existed who would do that yeah. And I think the show does a good job of like explaining like the people who would do that are people like Adam Scott who are wanting to forget something. Yeah. But then I started to realize like it's really not that far fetched because like I said, at least here in America, like we are constantly signing away pieces of our life without ever thinking about it. Yeah. It's just like, again, we like we just treat our time like it's this weird commodity that we build up and store up. Yeah. When it's not like time is exp your experience is time. Like there's no separating experience from time and we, we give it away. Like it's meaningless. Yeah. And, um, so I, th I think part of it is like, yeah, you know what? Like how often do we do certain jobs? Not because we like them or are fulfilled by them, but because it's like, well, it's a trade off, right? Like it'll give me the money and insurance I need. I'm, I may be miserable, but whatever and i'm like so many people do that where like we're conditioned in america to, to think it's it's actually okay to just do something that makes you miserable as long as you get money on the back as end. long as you make money or can yeah. you know and i'm not a, saying like yeah there are, of course there are situations where you have no choice and you just yeah. you have to do what you have to do of course but like we've gotten to the point where it's just like most people have accepted that you know what and trying instead of trying to make society better and finding ways to get more people fulfilled eh, you know what you're just unfulfilled and that's okay. Yeah. Well, and it's just, there's this, um, there's this pervasive idea that like, well, you've got to pay your dues and yeah. you've got to work in a horrible job for a long time before you can step up and actually like enjoy what yeah. you're doing or, or ask for anything that you would actually want. You know, you've, yeah. well, you've got to pay your dues and like, you know, yeah. so it's not as drastic do something that you hate for a long yeah. time. It's not as drastic, but we willfully like, sign up for experiences and we sign up that our we know time, we're going to hate our time that we know we're going to hate for experience or for yeah. money or for whatever it is. And, I, I, and that's time. Yeah, exactly. That we're just giving away and because that's what your life is, is time. Yeah. And it's just so sad that it's like, man, like it really, that's why I said it was convicting. Like, do I really want like most of my waking experience? The thing that makes me, me 
be filled with hours that I'm not fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm actually no better than Adam Scott. It's like, I've done that. Sure. I've delayed yep. trying to find what fulfills me because well, we all have, yeah. the trade-off. It's just like, well, I'm getting paid. Right. It's just my time. I'll always have more. Uh, yeah. You, you know, you always have more time until you have, until you don't. And then it's yeah over. Yeah. And it's just like your experience is all you have. It's all we have, but we treat it like a commodity, like cash. Like cash is something that's separate from us. Yeah. But it we're actually intrinsically made up of time and experience and we trade it off like it's nothing. And I, I feel like that's what the show's getting at. Yeah. And, and I like how in all the subtle ways it, it shows how the, the uh, corporation, I can't remember the name of the corporation. Lumen. In the show. Lumen is like, Oh, if you do this, 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 you get a mug or you get a coaster. It's like a waffle party. A waffle party. Corporate <laughs> corporations love that. It's like that meme. It's like that meme where it's like, Oh, you're underpaid, have no insurance and oh, there's a pandemic. What what is it gonna do? And it's like the meme of someone like reaching their hand out of the ocean and it's like a high five. <laughs> It's a high five and it just says pizza party. (laughs) It's like, that's how they fix things. Carly was telling me um, that uh, there's like nurses appreciation uh, month or week or something like that. And somebody was saying, somebody was telling her that their old job gave them one single lifesaver for like nurses appreciation day or something like that. And it's just like, wow, what a... Couldn't Dude, even spring for like the five dollar gift it's card. It's not huh? an exaggeration. I mean, like the bare minimum, like most yeah. corporations do to their employees. Like, man, oh man, here's a free pocket protector. Yeah, no with kidding. our logo. So let me ask this because I'm curious. They've only mentioned it maybe twice in the show. Uh, nodding off. Do they bring that back up in the show? Nodding off. You might have to give me more. Uh, John Turturro. Oh, falling asleep on the job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he kind of nods off whenever he's at the his desk, which I hadn't thought of being a problem. Right. Because they come in in the morning and they go home in the evening and then they sleep. Yeah. But the innies never consciously sleep. So what would happen if they fell asleep? And mm-hmm. uh, they kind of hint at that a little bit. Do they bring that back up in the show? Is that kind of yeah. something that's... Well, they they definitely bring back the things he sees when he starts the nod off. Oh, okay. That definitely comes back uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember exactly if there's a specific, specific reason other than just they want you to work, that they don't want you asleep. But yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. Do we think that the hallways, like the layout of the building is supposed to like mimic the idea of kind of how your brain is being segmented off whenever you're severed where it's like you have these different yeah. departments that are very complicated routes to well, get that's something into... i wanted to mention there there is a lot of visualizing the idea of being severed yeah and one of the things i loved about the show right away is like you mentioned at the top of the visuals and yeah. i don't know if you noticed this but especially in the first couple episodes um in the episodes that ben stiller directs he often frames adam scott on like the far edge of the frame mm-hmm. and leaves a lot of negative space on the other side as a way to like sever him in the image. Yeah. And so there are so many times like in his apartment, like, you know, he's, he's on the left side of the frame, like far left. And there's just a lot of negative space throughout Yeah. or he's at dinner and he's framed on the far right and there's negative space to the left. Well, I and- was, I was actually noticing that with, um, I think Adam Scott and John Turturro were standing next to each other having a conversation. Yeah. And there was like 
tons of headroom at the yeah, top of the yeah, screen yes. where it was just like chest up and then and that was half the screen and then the other half of the screen was just empty space above yeah. their heads and i was like i like this but i don't understand why like what would make you want to do that and then now we're having yeah. this conversation i'm completely realizing why i was thinking that too you would I, do that I was shot like, man there's a lot of like shots where they're utilizing negative space and framing him on one side a lot and i was like yeah he's severed yeah yeah he's not whole like there's no center he does he's not centered as a human yeah um and they do that like with the partitions like they're framing them with the partitions a lot in the yeah. cubicles yeah yeah um and I, I think the hallways are that way too they're very winding and they don't really have any orientation so there definitely is a lot of visual representation of the idea of being severed yeah um that i really liked um yeah, they do so many visual things. Well, and even the elevator kind of is like it closes and then yeah. you go down and then they change and walk out yeah. in a, a different way. But yeah, yeah I really like that the effect. Um, the little dolly zoom they do anytime they're in the elevator. Yeah. Where like it pushes in on them while uh, zooming out. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's like a really interesting like, okay, I know what's happening. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're switching people. Yeah. Um, exactly so yeah if you haven't seen the show i mean it's one of the more interesting like visually told well, adam scott is really good in it too because even yeah. his posture and like the way he carries himself is different yeah whenever he's at work and whenever he's his uh his i don't know if you could say true self or not mm-hmm. but uh whenever he's outside of work like just the way he carries himself uh his posture and the way he talks he sounds different which yeah. I think is just a great touch. And he's just, he's been awesome in the show so yeah. far. Uh, so what do you think about Patricia Arquette? I'm, I was because... just watching in the most recent episode I was watching. I was like, do we think she's severed? And I don't think she is severed. Yeah. Um, Her performance I found the mo- very intriguing because there are times where I thought she was very mustache twirling. Yeah. As a villain. But then there are other aspects, especially later, not to like spoil anything where. Well, it's getting there with corporate where yeah. they'll or the board of directors or whatever will call her and never talk on the actual speaker. And she's kind of very like worried about their what they think and kind of subservient to them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely like a hierarchy of like True. she is has power over these people below her, but there's definitely a group which kind of speaks more to that. Like, Oh, it's almost like a religion thing where it's like you have these mysterious kind of board of directors that are meant to be revered and, you know, worshiped and thought were, you know, perfect and all this Uh, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, there's just, she was the only performance I was kind of on the fence on. And I usually love Patricia Arquette but like there were times where she felt very like mustache twirling and like almost like in a different show yeah but then there's times where like her character gets very humanized and I really can understand so I by the end of the show I was definitely more on board with what she was doing something that's kind of interesting about the show well you mentioned like Patricia Arquette it it makes me think of that scene where she throws her mug because I just watched it she throws her mug at him yeah and he ducks it and then goes to walk out and she goes, what I just did was very difficult for me. Yeah. And I want you to learn from it Yeah, where it's almost like the, to us, the audience, the manipulations that Lumen is kind of putting out there 
like for people that try to run away or get out or something, they tell them these very simple lies where it's like they have the reader that reads like lettering and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the one girl's like, that's no, Uh, but everybody else just believes it. And, uh, there's the other thing where they make them read that passage until it's true. Oh, or, so you've, you've seen them be punished. Yeah. So, yeah. Do that. Was uh, messed up. You know, or, or like the manipulation, uh, of like, you know, I've just done something that's very difficult for me. Like, I hope you learn from it where it's like, because the innies are kind of starting from scratch. I think they're kind of very easily manipulated. Yeah. And lied to yeah. because they really are kind of just starting over. They don't have any memories. They don't have. Yeah, if you have no memories, they don't have who any, are you as a person? Yeah, you've never been manipulated. So you've never learned what a manipulation feels like or looks like or, you know, how how that works. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, I was noticing that whenever she did that because I was like, what a, I laughed whenever it happened because I was like, what a, what a manipulative thing to say and do. But then he took it so seriously and I was like, oh, he has no idea that that's even like her trying to control him. Like, yeah. Well, if you've never had any recollection of what a different it's jarring job is like, it's so weird that in any other job, if you're told, hey, you'll never see or interact with a coworker from a different department, you'd be like, what? But in that in their work environment, that's like so normal and they're afraid of the other departments. It's jarring. And it's like hard to remember, or it's like hard to get used to as a viewer. Um, kind of another great thing that the show does is it just brings you into it where it's like you're constantly learning and kind of remembering like, oh, this is different. Like they're different than... <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> yeah. They're different than the Audis where it's like an easy, obvious manipulation that we would see from a mile away. They yeah. have no ability to kind of see that coming. Yeah. So it's just kind of a another really smart thing I think that the yeah. show does is kind of subtly remind you like no they're they're stuck here. They don't have a past. They don't yeah. you know. It it is but speaking of that there is something really heartwarming and you'll see more of it as the show progresses of the little ways in which they will find um companionship yeah in inside the office and fr- fraternity. Mhm. And, you know, like those human moments in a place where they're constantly watching you and making you work 24 seven. Um, and in the, the most, in the tiniest, weirdest ways, they find ways to be human Yeah, and they go on longer walks in the hallways Yeah, or they'll, they'll find ways to kind of have conversations and, you know, like little things that for us wouldn't mean anything or have any entertainment value. They'll really cherish like the, like the, the group photo. Yeah. Like they'll really cherish that. Yeah. Or the little prizes they get. And it just a cool reminder that like humans will find a way to. Yeah. Find companionship. Yeah. And find ways to bond. Well, and that's what makes it like we have the ability to take that for granted because we have it. Where it's like, those are the things that make us human. And they're finding that as they go. And they're realizing that that's what brings them more joy and fulfillment. Like, how much have you seen of John Turturro and Christopher Walken, like, interacting? Uh, That has just kind of, in this episode that I'm in currently, 
he went and visited him at the uh yeah the place where christopher walken right i mean that's what's so it was actually really touching it was sad and touching to see john totoro like fawn over these really kind of like generic decorative yeah art pieces they put up in the in the hallway but like to him that's all he knows yeah that's artistic yeah and the way he like obsesses and is a fan over it and how him and christopher walken instantly have that bond because they both like the artwork yeah and it's very touching like you strip these humans of everything else that makes them human and they'll still find a way mm-hmm. you know he treats the the handbook like it's a religious text or a, a, a high piece of literature because that's all yeah. he knows yeah. and like i said it, it's beautiful and tragic that humans will find a way to do that even when everything else has been stripped away and i, yeah. I really liked that part of the show yeah me too I'm looking forward to continuing in it. This just this conversation has kind of made me excited to see. There you go. Keep watching through it. No. I'm gonna power through those four and a half more episodes. Yeah, it's not a it's not a big bite. I mean, I've just caught up with oh. Better Call Saul, and yeah. I think it only took us like two months to get through all of it. Oh, so, yeah, this will be a breeze. So this is like well, and when it ends, you're gonna be like, I need season two right now. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard that, which is yeah. why, which is an indication I need to get through it fast before I hear a spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't let it get spoiled. Heck yeah, me. Uh, then you'll want to get the chip in your brain to remember. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of cool to be able to have a part of your brain that never got to see. Like for instance, there's a maybe I could get a chip mm-hmm. where part of my brain has never seen heat before. Oh my god! I, kinda, I could just experience <laughs> that first watch all over again. Yeah. <laughs> But then you'll you'll always forget the fact that they recorded the gunshot audio. Yeah, but I'll get to live. Re- I'll get to relearn it. You'll get to relearn it <laughs> and have that satisfaction oh God, all that over would, again. That would be Carly's hell. <laughs> Just watching Heat over and over again for the first Babe, time. I watched this movie for the first time. It's called, and she's like, "Yeah, I know Heat, Michael Mann. They recorded <laughs> the gunshot audio live. What? This is the thousandth time." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Carly knows every fact about Heat, and she's just like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just like asking her all these questions about and Carly's it. Carly's like, Michael Mann, 1995. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's based on the true events of this bank robber. Macaulay. Yeah, Macaulay. Yeah. And yeah, she'll know everything. She'll know everything about it. Yeah. So, anyway, Severance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Final thoughts on Severance? I think that's as deep as we can kind of get into it without oh, jumping into since you some... you haven't seen it, yeah. Yeah, without jumping into some more spoilery type stuff. But uh, maybe we can touch on it again once uh, yeah. I'm all through it and we can do a spoiler kind of review. Yeah, once you finish it, mention it in whatever yeah. our next episode is and we can I'll touch probably be base done with on it. it a little bit. I'll probably be done with it this week. Okay. Early, early next week. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the first season of Severance. I'm like with bated breath waiting for season two. Yeah. I think Ben Stiller, the episodes he directed just knocked it out of the park visually. And So he dir- doesn't direct every episode. He doesn't direct every episode. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other directors and the, you know, I, I want to give a shout out to the cinematographers as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just as involved with the visual storytelling of it. Adam Scott's amazing. All the actors are amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while where I watched a show that has like a core mystery that like really has me thinking about theories and intrigued. And 
Um, I appreciate that it's a show with a driving mystery that isn't a hundred percent reliant on the mystery factor. Like there's actually stuff on its mind and it's not just mystery for the sake of mystery. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, but I really dig it. If you haven't seen it yet and for some reason you listen to all this, uh, risking spoilers, you know, the hype's real. You're a brave soul. The hype's real. I will say, like Evan said, it's a little slow, but you know what they say? You know what they say, Evan? <laughs> oh, I know what they say. The tea kettle doesn't whistle right away, baby. <laughs> the God. tea kettle doesn't whistle right away. You're insufferable. <laughs> uh, and also, they also say, you know, you know why old people are impatient? <laughs> yeah. It's because they've got less time. They got less time. <laughs> uh, no, but I think say that to an old person. Yeah, see what happens. They'll say what? Yeah, yeah. The next time, like, like your parents or an older relative is like impatient with you, just be like, "Hey, man, it's not my fault. You got less time." <laughs> that is that is kind of like an awful thing. Yeah, to that's say an awful to thing to say. Uh, no, but we can jump back into the old severance talk. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, uh, since there's so many shows, just happening all the time all at once mm-hmm. uh do you have one that you're like looking forward to most coming back oh coming back yeah one that's oh, coming man. back i'm trying to remember dude like i have so many shows i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm just at a loss of like if it hasn't been on the air recently i'll forget about it until someone tweets about it it's like oh this show is starting back up it's ted lasso I mean, definitely There's, ted lasso uh, season three is intriguing yeah, there's, um, uh, I mean, I mean the, Better Call Saul's back right now. Yeah, like months but. ago, if you asked me, I would have said Barry. Yeah. I was waiting for Barry like crazy, and so I'm glad that's back. Yeah. Um, well, this isn't a show that has come back, but to premiere, I'm really excited to see, though I've never played the game, The Last of Us show. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's this year, but uh, the same guy who did Chernobyl is doing that show Whoa. which is like the reason why i'm most hyped it's not really because i played the game yeah dude i'm chernobyl. just really ex- after chernobyl i'm just excited to see what he does next what a cool show that was yeah that was really good so there's that um what else oh i'm kind of intrigued with the game of thrones prequel but game of thrones ended with such a dud that i'm gonna be completely honest i've watched the trailers and stuff yeah. I'm not excited for it. It's just like part of me. That's the thing. I want to be excited. I do. I want but to I recapture that excitement, but I just don't have it. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do sometime? We should do like a full breakdown on Game of Thrones because okay. it's such a, it's such an interesting case of at one point in time, I would have said it had the potential to be my favorite show of all time. Yeah. And it was the most talked about, most popular show is everywhere. And then it ended and I've never hear a single person ever talk about it. It ever. fumbled. The, it, it fumbled the bag. Yeah, but it did. I and I'm not even one of the people who think who think the last season was like atrocious. I just I'm think, not either. I but just think it was a little underwhelming. That's it. Yeah, I'm not either. I I genuinely don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. No, but it was just a it's just rushed. It just wasn't. It didn't quite have that like combination of satisfying and how did we get to game of thrones i don't you asked me what shows i'm looking forward to (laughs) oh that's right that's right yeah 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 but uh still game of thrones is not it's over andrew let it go yeah but we'll save that for another time um but 
Yeah, I think that's it. If you haven't seen Severance, go watch Severance. Uh, oh yeah, I can't. I can't recommend it enough. Wow, it's a good show. Enthusiastic. Yeah, I can't <clears throat> recommend it. You know, I can't yeah. recommend it enough. If you've had a, you know, just make sure you're not tired whenever you watch it. Talking about <laughs> not whistling right away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stop. <laughs> All right, so if you're watching on YouTube, um, I just want to give you a reminder. We had a whole Tom Cruise episode that was audio only that you can find in the podcast feed. You can click the link below. Um, remember to subscribe to Why It's Great. Leave a review for the Professional Appreciators podcast. Please. I'm, look, look, I'm telling you. I'm begging you. Future please. Andrew. Zoom in on Andrew. Yeah, future Andrew crop. Crop this image, okay? Crop me out completely. Yeah, let's get him out of here. Uh, please, if you've been listening to this on YouTube or or as a full hour-long podcast, leave a stinking review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify because we got nothing. No reviews. We got nothing. Like, even if it's bad. E- like, even if it's bad. If you sure. want to make fun of me for wearing shorts sometimes or... yeah. You know, like whatever it is. Which, just on audio, I'm not really sure how you'd be able to tell he was wearing shorts. But yeah, this guy is just giving off the vibe. This guy sounds like he's wearing shorts. And I'm getting shorts vibes. Let me just say, if you don't listen to the last episode too, you're going to miss us talking about uh, archival footage of, of, oh, of, of, Evan a, running. of an old running yeah. video that we made. And um, you're also going to... Oh, and there are... There is footage of that podcast that exists somewhere. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it on Patreon. Uh, pa- Patreon. I'll put it on Patreon. <laughs> but, uh, put it on you Patreon. know, we'll never see it. You'll never see it if you don't leave yeah. a review. Well, speaking Maybe of, if we get enough reviews. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, <laughs> if you want to support this channel, you, you can go to patreon.com slash why it's great. Uh, it says why it's great, but you also get professional appreciator stuff. So whenever the podcast episodes uh, are finished, I put out a link to download them early. You can get um, early look at whatever the video topic is going to be and watch the video early. We're still planning to do a Batman commentary. Patron. It's, it's just about finding the time. It's going to go on Patron. It's going to go on Patron and uh, the $5 tier. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as soon as Andrew figures out when he's got time to do it i know i'm a busy man i'm a busy man you gotta take a break from uh coming up with metaphors talk for about, talking about me things I mean, slowly we heating able up to record for two weeks because you were sick and had a wedding anniversary i can't control my illnesses okay <laughs> yeah as hard as i try I got COVID. Yeah, just don't get that monkey pox. Hey, just be glad that I'm here. You hear about the monkey Oh, pox? yeah. Is it back again? Apparently, it's back, baby. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, I heard that there was some monkey pox a while ago. Yeah. Now it's back there again. There was a guy in, like, Mississippi or something who got it. I don't you know. You know, every once in a while, a guy pops up just with monkey stay pox. stay away from the monkeys. What can you do? Yeah. What is it? I they don't know put how that you... glass up at the zoo for a reason. Don't you have to get, like, bit by uh, a monkey? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just joking. I don't want to... Uh, there's probably nothing to do with monkeys, <laughs> you know? That's like saying, like... That's like saying you get smallpox from a short person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's just a name. It's just a name. No, I think you do. Were you one of the people who thought I think coronavirus came from the beer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think you do get monkeypox from, like, 
being in close proximity to monkeys. I, I just don't want to. Sp- I don't want to assume. <laughs> I don't want to assume. And now I want to look it chicken up. Chicken pox. Well, you think you have like three too many chicken nuggets it's to get from, some chicken pox? It's from bad eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Them chickens. Chicken pox. Small pox. Small pox. Dang. Dude. Uh, hey, man. That was a pretty good one, though. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Save it for the very end when people have already closed out the, <laughs> the episode. Yeah. Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. So anyway, you know what? You know what to do. Yeah. You know what to do. Even though you're not doing it, you know what to do. You and know you know what, what you do. should do. Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm Leave a review. I'm going to have to trim this episode. I mean, at the end, for sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. find I'll find ways. Sorry. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>